0: It's time now for the complete story with Rich and Dick Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here are Rich and Dick Bot with today's complete story.
1: Oh, my word, Rich, Uh, here we are approaching a holiday weekend. As a matter of fact, when this program is air it it will be in the middle of a holiday weekend that's pretty nice isn't
2: it? that's right it's labor day when most of the people are taking off from labor
1: yeah i guess that's about right <laughs> to celebrate i'll tell you what folks we're going to get right into our program by the way let me say too i appreciate your prayers for my voice and i'm going to keep you informed as the whole thing works along but i'm doing the best i can with what i've got And what's in my heart is what I want to express. And matter of fact, that's kind of ties in with the first song. Here it
3: is. How about your heart? Is it right with God? Would you ask Christ in today? Is it black with sin? OR IS IT PURE WITHIN, WOULD YOU ASK CHRIST THEN TO STAY? PEOPLE OFTEN SEE YOU AS YOU ARE OUTSIDE JESUS REALLY KNOWS YOU FOR HE LOOKS INSIDE Ride with God That's the thing that counts today Friend, how would you feel If your heart were made With a window on each side So that all could see you, as you are outside. Jesus really knows you, for He looks inside. How about your heart, is it right with God? That's the thing that counts. Oh, yes, that's the thing that counts today. Yeah,
1: hey, Rich, isn't that true? Isn't that true? You stop and think how many times the heart is used to really get down to basics. Right,
2: the heart of the matter.
1: And that's what I love about that song. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there is a gentleman that we have heard speak several times. He's the chaplain of... Of the United States Senate and um, and I tell you what folks this man knows the Lord and this man has given his life to serving God in the position that God has pleased him his name is Barry black and uh, he's the chaplain of the u.s. Senate and he's a black American Mm -hmm. and I think he's been the chaplain for quite a long time
2: I met him at the National Day of Prayer
1: Isn't he a wonderful gentleman? He is. So folks, just turn your radio up and enjoy with Rich and me this uh, speech by Chaplain Barry Black. Here it is.
0: I want to talk about making your voice heard in heaven. As has already been stated, our lawmakers get together each week for a prayer breakfast. One of the things that really inspires me about that prayer breakfast is the closing prayer when they stand and join hands and they pray together. To see Republican, Democrat, Independent, praying together, I find myself thinking, where are the C-SPAN cameras when you need them? Eh? (laughs) One senator observed, as some of you may have heard, it's difficult to pray like that and then leave that room and go to the upper chamber and figuratively stab one of your colleagues in the back. The senator quickly added, it's not impossible, (laughs) but it is difficult. (laughs) Fewer of you may know that the next day in one of the hideaways, senators from both sides of the aisle meet for a Bible study. The Bible study begins and ends with a prayer, both sides of the aisle praying with and for one another. Some of you may not know that every Wednesday, the chiefs of staff get together for a Bible study that begins and ends with a prayer. Some of you may not know that every Friday, more than a 100 staffers, Capitol Police officers, janitors, waiters, waitresses, come together for a Bible study. And that Bible study begins and ends with a prayer. Paul had it right in Philippians 4:22 there are saints in Caesar's household and I am encouraged by the robust spirituality of so many who work on Capitol Hill. We have senators who are under the radar but ordain ministers. I won't out any of them right at this time. We also have senators whose spirituality dwarfs my own. We need to come together and realize that when we pray, we are making our voices heard in heaven. I believe they gather because of that. Now we work at making our voices heard on earth. We march, we lift placards. We're involved in social media. We blog. We've got LinkedIn and we've got Google and YouTube and all the ways that we try to make our voices heard on earth. But when I see a group of people of faith of this size, I get an adrenaline rush. Because I know that where two or three are gathered together in God's name, he is there in the midst. So what happens when we get This many people gathered together in his name. I feel the palpable presence of God in this place. And far more important than letting our voices be heard on earth is the opportunity to make our voices heard in heaven. Now, I know that there are those who say that The efficacy of prayer does not go beyond the interior life of the intercessor. Prayer doesn't change anything. But I agree with Tennyson that more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. I also believe that when we pray, humanity cooperates with divinity. My friends, there are things we will never get except by request only. There are blessings that hang on silken cords that we will never receive except by request only. James chapter four verse two says, you have not because you ask not. In Mark chapter six, Jesus went to his hometown and Jesus had already said a prophet has honor everywhere except in his, own, in his hometown. He got there and the people were skeptical. They said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Where did he get this wisdom and those so-called mighty works? And one of the most startling Bible verses I know, Mark chapter six, verse six says, and Jesus could not do many mighty works there in his hometown because of their unbelief. Not would not, could not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. In Matthew chapter 17, the disciples made an abortive attempt to cast out a demon from a boy. They were unsuccessful, of course, and when they got Jesus privately, got him uh, somewhere privately, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out the demons? And Jesus said in Matthew 17:20 because of your unbelief, because if you had faith, the size of the grain of a mustard seed, you would be able, praise God, to move mountains. My friends, when we make our voices heard in heaven, it makes a palpable difference. So how do we do it? Mr. President, you may be familiar with this scripture because it was read at your inauguration, but it is so spot on. First Timothy chapter two, one through four, New Living Translation. I urge you, said the tent maker from Tarsus to his protege. First of all, to pray for all people, ask God to help them. We need to pray for everyone, all people. Whether they read the Bhagavad Gita, whether they read the Tao Te Ching, whether they read the Quran, we need to pray for all people. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives, marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our savior, who wants, hear this, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Praise God. What a word. For those who want to make their voices heard in heaven. So how do we do this? First of all, we pray from a sense of need. I used to have about 45 seconds worth of prayer material until I became a parent. My son is here today. Then you got plenty of prayer material, praise God. You pray out of a sense of need. My friends, God wants us to pray when we need him. Even as a parent wants to be with a child who needs him or her. In Philippians 4, 6 and 7, the Bible says, have no anxiety about anything, but pray about everything with thanksgiving. We pray out of a sense of need. Once an international bestseller, Bruce Wilkinson's book, The Prayer of Jabez, what a wonderful story. First Chronicles chapter four, nine and 10, the Bible says of this Jabez fella, who prayed a powerful prayer, he made his voice heard in heaven. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez because she said, I bore him with sorrow. Now imagine having your given name, Sorrowful. Imagine being introduced, you know, Senator, I'd like you to meet Chaplain Sorrowful Black. I mean, imagine the pushback that you would get. Ladies and gentlemen, our speaker, Sorrowful Black. I mean, it it, it just said, and Jabez says, verse 10, called upon the sovereign God out of a sense of need. He said, I love this prayer. He said, oh, that you would bless me indeed, because every blessing is not a blessing indeed. In in South Carolina, where my mother came from and grew up, they used to talk about a show nuff blessing. That's a blessing indeed. And Jabez says, I want you to enlarge my territory. You see, you have not because you ask not. And then I love it. He says, I want you to keep your hand on me. Oh, my friends just to have God's hand on us. We ought to pray that God's hand will be on our president. I was talking with the vice president backstage, and I said, I'm praying that the hand of God will be on you. Ezekiel 37 says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. We need people who govern, who have the hand of God on them. And then he said, I want you to keep me from evil that it will not grieve me. My friends, God is no respecter of persons. Acts chapter 10, verse 34. If he did it for Jabez, he will do it for you and he will do it for me. So pray out of a sense of need. Secondly, pray with intimacy. Jesus said to his disciples in John 15:16, I no longer call you servants, I call you my friends. God wants a relationship with us. Jesus said again in his wonderful intercessory prayer in John chapter 17, verse 1 says, He lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also might glorify you as you have given him power to give to as many as would receive him eternal life. And verse 3 of John 17, this is life eternal that they might know you, Abba, Daddy, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. My oldest son is in the audience and one of my pet peeves is he calls and when he calls, he says, hello, dad, this is Barry. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've got call and he's got to identify himself. If I get a call that says, hello, darling, I should not respond, who is this? (laughs) God wants an intimacy with us. And so in my tradition, we sing a hymn that I love. I come to the garden alone. Someone knows this hymn. While the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ears, the son of God discloses. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me, Barry, you belong to me. And the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known pray with intimacy, intimacy pray like hannah in first samuel chapter one when she wanted that baby she prayed with such specificity and such intimacy and such fervency that eli the priest thought she was ine- inebriated we need to pray with that passion and fervor finally pray for those who govern pray for those who govern Pray this way for kings and for all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. We fasted and prayed for months during the presidential election, the presidential primary. We fasted and prayed, hundreds of us, on Capitol Hill that the will of God might be done. Isaiah 55, eight and nine, God says, "My thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways." Newsflash: God, God is smarter than we are. I, I know that startles some of you. <laughs> Daniel chapter one verse one it says, "And God gave Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, good guy, into the hands of delivered him into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar." Now you remember, brother Nebuchadnezzar was the guy who said to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, heat the furnace seven times hotter than it is right now. God delivered Jehoiakim into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Now Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He couldn't remember the dream. And he said, since you wise men can't remember the dream, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna kill you and kill the members of your family and make your homes dunghills. And Daniel and his friends stepped forward. You remember Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad negro okay they got together okay? that's right there are african americans in the old yeah now some of you will get that on the way home but anyhow right? shadrach meshach and abednego i just want to make sure you're still with me okay and they prayed for king nebuchadnezzar whom jeremiah 27 6 god calls nebuchadnezzar my servant nebuchadnezzar Proverbs 21, 1 says, the heart of the king is in God's hand and he turns it any way he desires. He gave Pharaoh a dream of fat cows and thin cows in order to make Egypt the breadbasket of the world. And Daniel walked out to Nebuchadnezzar and said, we've been praying for you. God has given us what you dreamed and the interpretation of the dream. We must pray for those who govern and make our voices heard in heaven. I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. In fact, I grew up in Freddie Gray's neighborhood. Yeah, you remember that. My mother had a fourth grade education, the daughter of a sharecropper, an activity that Martin King called a new form of slavery covered up with certain niceties of complexity. So I grew up about 30 miles from Washington, D.C. I did not shake hands with a white person until I was 16 years old, okay? No white people in my church, no white people in my neighborhood, no white people in my school. My mother motivated my siblings and me to study the word of God. She provided us with a monetary incentive, five cents for every verse you memorized. So if you would enter our domicile, you would find my siblings and me searching the word of God for short, Bible verses. I know every short Bible verse in the book, okay? My favorite Bible verse is not John 3 16, it is John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept, powerful verse, powerful verse. I love Luke 17 32, remember Lot's wife, powerful verse, powerful verse. First Thessalonians 5 is a treasure trove, quench not the spirit, rejoice evermore, In everything give thanks, despise not prophesying. In fact, I was was doing my riff on 1 Thessalonians chapter five and my mother put me on a flat rate. She said, hold it, hold it, (laughs) hold it. I don't care how much you memorize, you're only gonna get a quarter, okay? All right. And my mother knew what she was doing. One day I memorized 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. I was only 10 years of age. It says, and we are redeemed not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And even at 10, I had sufficient analytical skills to know that the value of an object is based upon the price someone is willing to pay. And when it dawned on me, little guy in the inner city that God sent what John 3 calls in the Greek the monogenes, the only one of its kind, his only begotten son to die for me. No one was ever able to make me feel inferior again. Moreover, I said, I got to get to know this man who died for me. So now it was not just for the nickels that I started reading the word. It was to try to find this man. And and as I searched the scriptures, it was like a a, a Zeffirelli movie with the man with no name. I I, I kept finding him in, in Genesis, he's Shiloh. In Exodus, he's the I am. In Numbers, he's the star and scepter. In Deuteronomy, he's the rock. In 1 in, in Samuel, he's the Lord of hosts. In Job, he is the redeemer. In Psalms, he is the great shepherd. In Proverbs, he is the beloved. I kept running into that man. And Isaiah, he's wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Micah, he is the one who's going forth of old is from everlasting to everlasting. In Zechariah, he is the branch. In Malachi, he is the messenger of the covenant. Matthew calls him savior. Mark calls him son of man. Luke calls him the great physician. John calls him the word made flesh. Acts says he is the one who will mobilize us to witness Philippians says God has exalted him so that at his name every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father 1st Thessalonians says he is the one who will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and Jude says he's able to keep me without stumbling or slipping and present me without fault without blemish before the presence of his glory with unspeakable ecstatic delight in triumphant joy and exultation. and John said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day on that Isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea I saw him high and lifted up he is Alpha he's Omega he is beginning he is ending and so because I kept meeting that man my hope does not rest in the various branches of government executive legislative or judicial my hope does not rest in the alliances that we build my testimony is simply this my hope is built on nothing less than jesus's blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest flame but wholly lean on jesus's name On Christ! the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground
2: is sinking sand. God bless you. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? That's chaplain of the U.S. Senate, Barry Black. Dad, isn't that powerful that his mother at 10 years old, when he was 10 years old, had him memorizing scripture and hiding God's word in his heart. And today, God is using him in such a powerful way. That's
1: right. And we don't have TV so I can say he's a black American. So proud of his work there in Washington, D.C. Let me,
2: let me give the listener comment line. 1-800-345-2621. one 345 We'd All love right. to hear from you.
1: Here's another song about the heart. You ask me
4: how I know his blood can cleanse alone. In my heart, since I am here and he is mine, it's in my heart. How can I help but sing and shine? It's in
2: And folks, that's all the time we have for today's Complete Story. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next time.